y'all. Welcome to the Nuga Bell podcast, all about stories of the South, straight from the sources. I'm your host, Kate Robertson, and I'm based in the scenic city of Chattanooga, Tennessee. Join me and my guests as we talk about all things Chattanooga, life in the South, and beyond. Now pour yourself a cup of coffee or a glass of sweet tea and join us. We're so glad you're here. Not far off, actually. <laughs> This is actually not a terrible beer. No, it's no. it's a game changer. The fact that it's only two dollars is amazing. Oh, that's even better. Especially if you put strawberry vodka in it. Ooh, life hack. Oh, no, you do blue raspberry, Ooh. and it tastes like a like a damn. What are those suckers you get like at the dum- blue raspberry suckers? Yeah, <laughs> what is it? Dum dums. That's oh, it. Yeah. yeah. Um, throwback to my childhood. Mm-hmm. Take like um, a blast from the past. My friend, a couple friends, and I did an episode where I bought a case of those. And then my friends and I did an episode where we all like drank them for the first time and all four of us? Yeah, three, however many of us there were, we were like, this actually isn't shit. Oh, it's yeah. I thought it was going to be shit too when I saw it. Well, because it's Natty Light. Yeah. It's just like, it's more of a strawberry yes. natural light shit. Yes. Damn. <laughs> you remember Natty, Natty Light? PBR. PBR. I know, but Natty uh, Light's not bad either. Dude, when, wait, why didn't you get a PBR? They got two dollars sixteen ounce cans. Two dollars sixteen ounce PBR in my hand. I, I should have told you. It's. I don't know. I was not, PBR it's not like earlier. I work here or anything. <laughs> oh. All right, let's get started for real. Um, tonight, I am recording with local band Oida, and I'm here with a few of the members. Would y'all like to introduce yourselves? Yeah, uh, I'm Tyler. I'm vocals. I'm Sam. I play a little bit of lead guitar from time to time. <laughs> Casey and I do a little of everything. All right. Uh, tell us a little bit about how y'all all got into music and what were your beginnings. Well, I was going to say, for me, I was fortunate to grow up in a music household. Uh, my dad and my mother were super big into music. My dad is a musician and my mom just had a great passion for it all the way through. So I was fortunate enough to grow up in a lot of jazz and bluegrass and old time and uh, you know classic rock, jam band kind of influences. And uh, that was really my start into music. And you know, about the age 13, my dad picked the guitar and started jamming small brother shit for me. And that was... Mm-hmm basically all I needed to know and at that point it's just been a love and passion ever since. So what exactly is a jam band? Uh, A jam band, I was going to say, at least in our context, we take a lot of our songs in which we have kind of, you know, we're just going to say last minute, you know, four minutes and 30 seconds and it's very structured, but we, uh, you know, we get outside of that structure and we create music more on the spot, kind of how we feel and energies and things like that. at least for that's how it is for us we really can jam on any song and we have fun with it and it's it's just about creating good music just you know and just all being a part of it together yeah uh, well at least for me my background I uh, a lot of people in my family sing including my father and my sisters both sing very 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 musically inclined uh, in that aspect and I just kind of grew up enjoying that growing up listening to that so I kind of got into it myself I met this gentleman here Casey high school and he played the guitar and uh, him and I would jam and do little covers together and make songs. There's not, nothing real serious Then I moved in uh, to the house with this guy and our manager and he kind of convinced us to get together and start recording music okay. and making music over time and that took 
a long time. And we hell, we lived what a year together before yeah, we even yeah, thought I was about say, it. If you really want to trace anything back, it's really to Brandon, who's our manager. Like he uh, he finally got us to sit down and learn our first song together, which is Wicker Chair, which is a Kings of Leon cover nice. that we we absolutely adore and love. And uh, yeah, we sat down there and did it one time and realized this is something we you know we wanted to do and it sounded good. And on top of that, it, it was fun. We enjoyed our time doing it, and uh, that's what that's why we do this anyways because we love making music. Yeah. So are all y'all from here? Uh, more or less. I mean, he, yeah, I, w I would say so. We've lived here long enough. He's from Johnson City. Right? Yeah, okay. I've lived in, down here about five years now, but at this point, you know, I call this home. So, mm -hmm. you know, I, I, I got no intention of moving back to Johnson City or anything. So. Don't blame you. <laughs> <laughs> and I lived here so long, I mean, I'm, I might as well be mm -hmm. born and raised, so. Um, so let's talk a little bit about y'all's music specifically. I know, Sam, you touched on it a little bit. A minute ago, but how would y'all describe your sound, your vibe? Um, how would you introduce yourselves to someone who's never heard of your music? We actually talked about this. Just like, what are we gonna do when they ask us what we sound like? Oh, okay. <laughs> I don't know. It's all the different types of rock and roll, and some other stuff. It's definitely outside uh, of its own thing. It's very, very unique in that way. I mean, because like he was saying, we jam a lot. Mm -hmm. He'll come up with some chords and start railing on them and he'll add something or drummer will add a little bit jared will add a little more and i'll pretty much make up some lyrics off the top of my head and we can pretty much do anything but i would say that it's rock and roll soul a little bit of jazz to mm -hmm. it and that kind of encapsulates that in my opinion i mean if you were doing a sentence i'd say like 60s jam band with a lot of soul and absolutely yeah 60s jam band with a lot of soul yeah, I, I can see that yeah i can see that I wish Jared was here. He's so articulate. With that. Yeah, he's, he's a little more wordy than the rest of us. Yeah. He's certainly the poet, for sure. Uh, so what inspires some of y'all's music? You said just now that a lot of times you just kind of make up lyrics off the top of your head, but do you draw on any like life experiences or...? Oh, yeah. Uh, well, <laughs> well it, it, I mean, it balances out. Jared and I are the main writers, um, or the only writers, I guess I could say, but I tend to gravitate more towards... Uh, yeah, let's be honest. Emotion, love, that sort of thing. Heartache. Who doesn't? Yeah, that's that's really what gets gets me revved up. Uh, Jarrett is a little more in detail of storytelling mm -hmm. and uh, using his experiences to walk you through his life and what he's been through. So I mean, it's between those two combinations, we were able to come up with some pretty nice sounds and lyrics. I mean, as far as the music goes, they they make all the music. So. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's kind of nice because we split half and half and half. Like Jared Tower may come to us with a song they've written, but it doesn't have any music to it. And me and Casey and Cody will come around and you know build around it, or it's vice versa. We may come up with something that's you know beautiful on the guitar or on the bass or something like that, and then Tyler and Jared work around that. So it's great. All of our songs, honestly, like there's not just one writer on it. That everything is built on by the entire band, uh, so everyone has an equal percentage of it. It's just great. Truly collaborative. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so y'all recently just competed in Road to Nightfall, mm -hmm. and y'all are playing opening night of Nightfall in next next weekend. Yes, yeah. It is next weekend. Yeah, we're playing on Friday. Uh, I guess what is that? Like nine or nine days? Nine ten days? Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Mass yeah. hard. Yeah, <laughs> it is. Um, and y'all are the first act of Nightfall this year. How does that feel? Wild. It's, it's crazy, honestly, because <clears throat> obviously we were competing to in, in Road to Nightfall to 
get a headline spot, but really we ended up landing one of the better spots you could ever get in Nightfall, you know, mm -hmm. aside from being the guy we're opening for. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean... Who are y'all opening for? Aaron Lee Tension. Okay. Mm -hmm. He's an Americana artist. He's pretty talented. We were actually listening to some of his music on the way over here. So I'm excited, especially to open for him, because hopefully we'll get a chance to meet the guy. But on top of that, I know he'll draw in a lot of fans as well. So that would give us a chance to play for many people who like that type of music and yeah. can maybe gravitate, or gravitate towards us. Mm -hmm. So I think it's a great opportunity. Yeah. yeah, I would say it's super surreal too. I mean, yeah. think about it. So we started this band. What our first show was December at December. Yeah, the first 8th. time, the first time all five of us stepped in the same room together was December sixth. Okay. And we performed our first set December eighth. As in, like five months ago, December. Uh -huh. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> Holy shit. Yeah. So uh, I would have never have known that. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. yeah. It, it, it's kind of cool that all this is happening. All this momentum is gathering everything so quickly because. Uh, I grew up in a music household, and I've watched musicians, you know, struggle for years mm -hmm. and never get the same amount of like momentum that we have mm -hmm. gone that we got in five months. So it's, yeah. uh, one of the coolest compliments I think we get after every show is that was way better than I thought you were gonna be. Because like, <laughs> like, like those are compliments come from like other musicians, and they're like they realize how short a time we've been doing it, and they finally hear us play, and they're like, that was pretty damn yeah. good. Yeah, we, you know? You could see people as, I mean, for example, we just did a show at the Moxie on Saturday, mm -hmm. and whenever we started the show, you know, none of us were real confident. I, I was dealing with some, some illness myself. Sam was throwing up a little bit. We were going through the ringer. We were trying. Yeah, we were trying to figure out. These are not feeling well. Makes everybody else in the band nervous as yeah. can be. <laughs> And so, I believe it. So we were struggling real hard, and when we started the set, it was all of our closest friends right at, right there at the front of the stage, which is, you know, that's uh, very common, but halfway through the set, more towards the end, that like everyone just crowded around, and that really meant a lot to us, because it showed that we're drawing people in who have never heard of us, ever, and they came close for a reason, because they liked what they heard, and that yeah. really just means the world to us, honestly. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I was going to say, that, that's the coolest part, it's like, taking something we created and capturing the attention of people we don't even know, never even heard of us, like, and we were able to draw them in, and not only, like, listen to the bar, but next thing you know, they're, like, walking forward and standing close and packed in crowd and stuff like that, and, you know, small little hotel lobby, it's, it's really cool to see something like that happen. Yeah. Um, let's talk for a little bit about Road to Nightfall and Nightfall itself and what it means for Chattanooga music. <laughs> itself like it's such a huge thing it's free first of all yeah. which is yeah. awesome and it was actually one of the first things I did when I moved to Chattanooga go to, go to Nightfall? Go to yeah. Nightfall nice. yeah yeah it was one of the first things I did too I came down here originally to go to UTC mm -hmm. and you know it was like Friday night I can go downtown and listen to good music and I think Nightfall is a fantastic I mean you have I mean with the mixture of local bands and Popular bands coming in, drawing the attention for the live local music scene. There are bands that have played that have gone on to do great things. The Black Keys have played Nightfall, Houndmouth, which is a favorite band of ours. Lakeshore Drive, who's starting to gain some popularity, played here a couple of years ago. Like, you know, it's a great opportunity to get on stage there because there's so many great acts that have mm -hmm. been asked to come down to Nightfall and stuff. Yeah, and I never would have guessed that something like that would be such a springboard for acts like Black Keys, yeah. the ones that you just named. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, putting a, putting a great band like that before an audience like Nightfall can provide is just, I mean, that could literally be the main reason that a band blows up in the first place. I mean, you never know. We're totally excited for it, especially on opening night, because we know the crowd is probably going to be way bigger than anything we've 
dreamt about playing, honestly. Yeah, I mean, yeah, if I'm being real with you, it's, yeah. like you said, it's surreal. Show any of us have ever fought, so it'll, it'll I mean, be I exciting. Thought, I thought Songbirds, the final night uh, to Road to Nightfall was wild, and I don't, I don't know yeah, what to expect for Nightfall. That was... Because I've been to some pretty packed Nightfall shows, I'm going to be honest with you. Yeah. Road to Nightfall was a lot of fun. This was the first year that I'd ever actually, like, been to it and actually went to like the opening rounds and everything. So that was super cool to experience. Yeah, I had I had never heard of it Same really here. until we uh, started to become involved. First time it. I went to it, I was in it. <laughs> it's kind of weird. Yeah. But uh, it was a great time because not only are we like getting to do our music and have fans and stuff appreciate it, but we also get to meet all of the other Chattanooga mm-hmm. talent. And uh, it's, I mean, you can say networking is great, but they're all good people that's in that. Yeah. So it's you're building until friends and relationships. Like, it's great. I never realized how big Chattanooga music scene was. Oh. And it keeps getting bigger. And how great the people are in it. Absolutely. Everybody I've met through playing music just in this five months has been mm-hmm. huge help. They're always down to help you out. Give yeah. you a pat on the back and win the hand. I am still mind blown that y'all have only been doing this for like five months. So, so are we. Are we. Yeah. <laughs> so are we. Yeah. And you know, it's it's uh, something that we can't say enough, but at the same time, we probably don't need to say a word about it. Just keep working and mm-hmm. it's all we want. I mean, we have great chemistry just as friends alone. The way our personalities are and who we are as people, we're very honest and real with each other. Uh, but we get along great, and it really shows in the music, honestly. Yeah. I mean, you could pack us in a room for three hours, four hours, and we could probably come up with a pretty damn good song. Yeah. Just based off of what he's got to bring to the table is part, part of his raw talent. And same with him and Jarrett and Cody, all of them. I mean, they're mm-hmm. talented musicians. It's fantastic. I was going to say, most songs we play have been songs that we kind of created on the spot. Yeah. Or we had just a you know a couple chords, and within 30 minutes, we have a whole... You know, a whole song and everything. Yeah, in sit there, play it for ten minutes, and go back and revise it a little bit, change some and then things. Somebody and somebody's light bulb will click, and then all of a sudden we're making a damn song, and it's mm-hmm. awesome. So I'll tell you a story. The funniest, uh, it's one of the funniest experiences I've had. We had our first JJ show, and we had to fill what was it, an hour and a half? Yeah, I think it was an hour and a half set. We had to fill, but that was our second show ever. Oh, wow. And we literally had five originals. And we knew three covers, so we, we were going in there with like eight songs under our belt, trying to fill an hour and a half, and we weren't going to turn down to play JJ's, you know? Because that's something that we had never done before, and every mm-hmm. local band, if you're going to be a local band in Chattanooga, you have to play at JJ's. That's yeah. just how it goes. Um, so we walked in there, and we got, we got through our set, and we started jamming. So we probably made, it, like, what, four songs on the spot on the stage that night, and people were loving it. <laughs> our part. jams were better than our, our songs. Our jams were better night. than our songs. <laughs> yeah, it's all a big blur. I know I ended up in the crowd at some point playing that <laughs> yeah. 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 I ended up, yeah, it was, uh, it was, a, it was a pretty fun Some one. rapping going on. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it was, yeah. Uh, I was going to say, because of all of our musical background stuff and what we love, I think we can honestly recreate any genre of music. We love country, rap, blues, southern rock. Uh, I mean, you name it, bluegrass, jazz. Like uh, We can fill the void on it. If it, or if yeah. it needs to be done, we can do it. Mm-hmm. And I, I love jamming with these guys because of that. Cause just, we could go in any direction. Mm-hmm. Country's an interesting one. So I'm opening this can of worms. What's your favorite kind of country music? Anything like 90s or before mainly. I'll I mean, there's some great new stuff in the 2000s. I'll say, like, I, I listen to a lot more of like kind of folk country, kind mm-hmm. of like Tower Shutters, things like that. 
uh, but I, you know, I can appreciate things like George Strait and, you know, yeah, older we're stuff talking like new that. country, I would say Tyler Childers, you know, Sturgill Midland. Sampson, Midland, of course. Midland's mm -hmm. one of my favorite bands. Um, but if we're talking country music in a whole, I mean, I, my favorite country singer is George Strait. He's yes. absolutely phenomenal. Like, I could listen to any George Strait song and be completely content with it. He's uh, ageless. Well, yeah, Waylon, all the way back to Waylon Jennings, Johnny Cash, I mean, you Nick name senior. it. I don't really like all the new country. I think it's garbage, to be honest with you. A lot of it is. But it is what it is, you know. Like they're they're making the hits. Like they're on the radio. They're doing yeah, their so thing. They're making money. So you can't blame them for doing what they're what they're doing. But it's just very, very. Uh, it's becoming very common throughout yeah. country music, and it's. I think it's taken away some of the traditions that country music kind of started and it was based on, which is why I like country music in the first place. I grew up on Garth Brooks. See, so there you go. Right Garth there Brooks with you. is the man. Oh, yeah. absolutely. Right there with you. Love Garth. Um, do y'all have a favorite spot in Chattanooga to play? Like, favorite venue? Yet, I mean, I if we had think. if we had to pick one, for me it's JJ's. That hands yeah. down easy. It's a relaxed environment where you're right next to the crowd, so you don't really feel like you know you're playing on stage. You just feel like you're going up there and jamming, and all your friends just happen mm -hmm. to be hanging out drinking beer. Everyone loves JJ's. Mm -hmm. That's because I mean, you go in there. It's it's nice and simple. Every, only thing you can get is beer. Everybody you see there is having a good time. They're friendly. Like he said, it's it's like the perfect balance between rock show and intimacy that you want. Like some places are a little too intimate, like the Moxie, a little too intimate. For a band like us, we like to be up and like rocking and take it up to to another level. And it's hard and it's hard to do whenever you're sitting there and you feel like you're in somebody's you know kitchen or something yeah. like that. Um, but then then you have places like Songbirds and the Signal that we've never played. We've never we've never played the Signal, of course. We played Songbirds, but those places are little gaudy in their own way but they're still fun obviously mm -hmm. we want to get to a place to where we consistently play stages like that right. but JJ's like he says is so fun because it's that perfect balance mm -hmm. I think Clyde's is a great place Clyde's is I also a great Clyde. place oh I forget about Clyde's yeah. and I hate myself for forgetting about them oh, that's a good one they have my favorite sound guy as far as helping oh, yeah. us out they help us out a lot he stays on top of it Mm -hmm. that, and that's one thing too that was awesome about Road, uh, Road to Nightfall, if we want to touch back on that, is dealing with professional sound. Because we had never, I mean, when we went to JJ's, like the first couple of shows we did at J, or all the shows that we've done at JJ so far, we had no feedback, so obviously I couldn't hear a damn word I'm singing. I'm just singing into a mic, and we're all kind of using muscle memory because we can't hear each other. It's so loud, you know. But a place like Clyde's, a place like Songbirds, and even a place like Signal, hopefully one day, fingers crossed, we're going to get a chance to use professional sound, and that's just the best, to a musician, that is the best gift you could ever yeah. provide. It's having that feedback, knowing exactly what's what you sound like on the other end. I was so impressed with Road to Nightfall about how it was run because I went in like having no idea what to expect, and there's sound people and everything yeah. running around, and I was like, oh wow, like this is legit. Mm -hmm. I, I mean, I liked it. I enjoyed every minute of it. I think I liked uh, performing at Grand Falloon yeah. more more than uh, Songbirds, to be honest with you. Yeah, it was, it was a little more our uh, our speed as far as like the crowd and the stage yeah. goes. Mm -hmm. We weren't way up high, we were kind of yeah. almost crowd level, mm -hmm. playing right into our friends' faces like we normally do. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> do y'all have any like bucket list venues you'd want to play? Like out, for sure. Well, I mean, outside, yeah. outside, outside of, yeah. oh, you're talking big, big time? Oh. <laughs> uh, 
Oh, shoot. You name it. That'd anywhere be awesome. Anywhere that's anywhere happy to have us. <laughs> that's kind of where we're at right now. Anywhere that's happy to have like, any, any place that would let us play, we're like, going to go out there yeah, and do like, Anyone would be like, yeah, it's so cool to sell a Madison Square Garden, but like realistically, yeah. like, you know, we just want, we like to set our goals out in front of us and achieve it one step at a time. And we tend to focus on the more immediate things, yeah. you know, because it's so easy to get lost in the clouds and focus so much on something like that. And when that something doesn't manifest itself, you get down and depressed. Yep. So we tend to focus on the smaller steps and with each step that we take, it starts to manifest like, itself. Like we have big goals. Like the goal is obviously for all of us to be able to do this and do it for a living, mm -hmm. which would be incredible to be able to, you know, go, even if it's just go over the go across country for a couple of years and then move on to other stuff like mm -hmm. for us that would be incredible to allow that to happen but we do have those goals but you have to realize it takes a lot of steps to get between where we are now and that goal so and i can confidently speak for all of us when i say that regardless of what any of us end up doing in the future we're still going to be musicians i'm still going to be writing songs and singing all the time and so it's casey's going to be writing songs jared's going to be all about poetry and what he does that's just how we are so i mean that's why we kind of know that we have a knack for it we want to do it for a living and if we could pull that off we'd be the happiest guys you know for sure yeah i don't have to make a million dollars a year to be happy hell i can make thirty thousand dollars a year playing guitar for a living and i'm just so happy that's that's fine with me, but that's not what it's about in the long run, anyways. It's just about uh, having a self-sustaining job that mm -hmm. really can we can pay the bills with. Because if we can pay the bills and do what we love at the same time, damn, you're taking ninety percent of my stress out of my pocket <laughs> just like that. I mean, it's, same. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So. All right, let's switch things up. Where's my Where's my little jar here? I was looking at that jar. Right? Yes. Yeah, I was wondering where we were going with that. Okay, so this is my thing that I do. On every episode, it is my jar. It is filled with fun little questions and things for us all to talk about. And we can all answer everyone's. What's your favorite Disney movie? Am I going for it? We'll let Sam go first. He looks like he knows what he's going to say. Uh, well, if you're going Great Disney movie. I, I guess I gotta go Lion King, but if you're gonna throw Pixar in there too, I gotta go Toy Story or Monsters Inc. You got to do like I don't know where you where you throw Pixar at that. That's all. Disney Pixar. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah okay. Toy Story is my favorite one okay. across the board. Woody's like my my uh, like soul. You are mate. Woody. Yeah. See me at Halloween next year. There's a snake in my boat. Oh yeah, for sure. That's fantastic. Uh, I'm right there with Sam. It's a uh, Toy Story for me. It's mm -hmm. kind of Pixar. I don't. I wasn't a Disney kid growing up, so I only know like four Disney. So, oh, that's a shame. I know. I keep, people keep telling me I that. Know. I'm going Bugs Life all the way. Oh, oh that's, that's what too. I forget about. Everybody does. Dude, <laughs> Bugs Life's got it going on, though. you yeah. got to go back and rewatch Bugs, Bugs Life if you haven't yet. I need to. I don't think I've seen that since I was like was eight a, years old. Was it Land Before Land Time, the dinosaur the movie? Was that, mm -hmm. that wasn't Disney? Nah, I think that was like uh, DreamWorks. Oh, anyway, that was I remember those, too. though. I, I liked Robin Hood. That Was that Disney? Yes. Okay, yeah, Robin Hood. <laughs> the Robin Hood theme song, if I could whistle, I would whistle. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, mine is the Aristocats because oh, I'm a certified cat lady. All I remember is that motorcycle. Yeah. I like the jazz and that stuff when they meet all oh, the jazz yeah. cats and everything jazz and they start cat. like getting down. Yeah, that, I love that. Nice. All right, Sam, you're up. Oh, you're on paint. Yo, when I go to Clumpy's, I usually order. Ooh. When I go to Clumpy's. Clumpy's? Ooh. 
I mean, I'm a Moose Tracks man through and through. Whether it's Clumpies or I'm getting Briars out of the food city, like it, it's Moose Tracks through and through. That's my mom's favorite. Clumpies ice cream, I guess. Yeah. Okay. I've never been there. Sorry. Dude, it's over in North Shore. I'm, there are like four You know where I live. He's a country boy. Yeah, he was out. Sticks. Yeah, out in Harrison Bay. My sister makes some pretty good ice cream. Uh, I'm a big chocolate fan, so some kind of chocolate. I'm, I'm close. Uh, Rocky Road. It's always my go-to. Nice. And if they don't have Rocky Road, then obviously I ask if they have almonds and marshmallows mm-hmm. and just throw that shit in there. Because that's how I roll, dude. Yes, ma'am. We're good. PBR. What? PBR. They pick for me, I guess. Okay. Oh, well, tall boy, you tall boy's cheaper, right? Yeah, yeah it tastes I don't better. Know. It tastes Wait, better out of a can. Dude, you work here. You should know what the price of beer is. <laughs> dude, yeah, call it out. <laughs> Y'all changed the prices on the PBR and it threw me off. It used to be draft was two fifty, cans three. It's another PBR. I don't know. Just put something in front of me. I'll drink it. (laughs) Careful what you wish for. (laughs) Hey, you backed me up. Famous last words. Don't leave me out here to dry. Well, I wasn't going for price. I just personally believe, and you can document this as well. That when you're drinking PBR, it tastes better from a can. It tastes like shit from draft, and it always has, and it Facts. always will. It's better from a can. Or, doesn't taste or good a from bottle. bottle. If you're one of the rare places that carries it, they do Same. have PBR bottles. They do. Yeah. I've seen them. Eastern Kentucky is the only place I can find. My my go-to ice cream is cookie dough. Cookie Hands dough? down, yeah. always. Oh, I can respect that. I'm gonna that. eat cookie I dough ice cream. I'm just gonna eat raw cookie dough. No, my mom's a cookie dough person. I can respect that. Hands down. Oh, hey, I had some uh, banana pudding ice cream the other day. That sounds good. I love oh, they it. They have that at Clumpy's. You can go get it at Clumpy's. Then it, I might have to change my answer to banana pudding ice cream at Clumpy's. <laughs> I'm probably going to make banana pudding for a tailgate this weekend. There he is. Where are you tailgating? Uh, for the CFC match. Oh, hell yeah. All right. Picked an orange one. What's your favorite kind of cheese? Are you asking me? Everybody. <laughs> it's to everybody. Hell, dude, I'm Pepper Jack, man. Yeah. All the way. Yeah. I think I'm gonna go provolone. It's that or Herbardi. It's kind of it's a toss up. But uh, I think I'm gonna go provolone at the end of the day. Like if I'm making a good sandwich, you know, getting a little bit of turkey, lettuce, mayo, tomatoes, shit like that. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go provolone all the way. I like a. It's like pepper jack, but it's a little bit more spicy. So it's habanero cheese. I don't know if it's called habanero jack or what. But <laughs> it's spicy and I like it. I am going goat cheese. Goat cheese. goat cheese. I love goat cheese. I got a goat. Never got cheese from it, but I do have a goat. Seems terrible. I've built things before. It's <laughs> one time, Sam. <laughs> Alright, so if you had a friend moving to Chattanooga, what's the first place you'd tell him or her to go? I mean, that's a tough one because uh, if we're talking about establishments, definitely UJ. It's hands okay. down my favorite bar. Um, but if we're talking about, I mean, Location, yeah, I, I guess I would say I would say UJ. I mean, it's nothing special, but if there's nothing better than coming out here on a day with nice weather and sitting mm-hmm. right in the heart of Chattanooga and just looking around and having a beer, it's amazing. Yeah. It's a great place. Anywhere with a good patio. That's what I'm saying. Like that's Chattanooga. But if you if you if you want to know like some sort of trail or hike, that's not me. I'm not your guy. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest. Oh, I mean, I gotta agree with Tyler. I've been coming here, you know, since the moment I turned 21, and mm-hmm. between us and this podcast, way be- before then. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, Is uh, it 21 and up only? 
No, no, oh. just twenty one to drink. But oh, okay. if you're come if you're coming here and you're not drinking, then what's the point of coming here? Uh, Fair enough. <laughs> but uh, no, I was to say if you want to recommend something outside of Chattanooga, you know, that makes us unique, which is our ability to go outside at any given moment, because from here you can get on the Ekoe, you can go, you know, you can go skydive or not you can go skydiving or hang gliding from the back of Lookout Mountain and you can do so much stuff here in town, like go up to Prentice Cooper and go to off-roading and stuff like that. Like Sunset Rock, which is a you know, a beautiful hike to go down. I mean the hike's pretty small, but the view that you get is absolutely oh, yeah. beautiful. Um, I got lost up at Prentice Cooper the one time I tried to do it. My friend and I tried to get to Snoopers Rock or whatever the like loop is, and we both got lost. And I guess what was supposed to be like a two mile hike turned into like a six and a half mile hike. That's kind of how my first experience <laughs> at Prentice Cooper went well. It was supposed to be like a kind of loop, and next thing you know, I walked like six miles and realized that I'm on a bike trail. Actually, walked five miles, ended up getting out. I had to walk through the woods, get on the road, and somebody picked me up, took me back up to the top. I just chalked it up as an L and said never again. Yep. Haven't been back since. Yeah. I had a friend come to Chattanooga. The first place I tell him to go is to wherever we was playing at. <laughs> there it is. I love it. There it is, baby. <laughs> because other than work, it's about all I do. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. Is it weird to go to the bathroom in the middle of a podcast? Only if you say it. Yeah, damn. Go ahead. You could have just snuck off and not said anything. I know, but I feel like at this point, it's just like, might as well be on air, you know? I hope it's like a really personal question. I'm going to pretend to be Sam while he's gone. <laughs> I'll just hold my nose like half. <laughs> that shit was spot on, dude. <laughs> nice. Okay. Without Sam... My favorite Girl Scout cookie. Oh shit, I got this. Dude, I think we got all the same the way. Samoa's so all the that's way. Same thing here. That's the best damn Girl Scout cookie there ever. I mean, I like Thin Mints too, but let's be honest. It's hard to have a bad Girl Scout cookie other than those little wheat ones that are dry as hell. Um, <laughs> Samoa, I love some coconut. Yeah. So I actually don't like coconut, so I'm not huge into Samoas. That's fair. Interview over. Yeah. <laughs> Check please. <laughs> Um, my favorites are actually the shortbreads. Oh, is it? Oh, yes, we were just because you like dip them in chocolate. Or I do oh, because they're versatile. Go. So you can put peanut butter, Nutella, chocolate, cream cheese, there whatever you, you want on. So you use it more so as, uh, as a crack. vessel. Yeah, like, yeah, a vessel for kind of like bread. Like no one eats really just yeah. Bread. No one eats. And if you walked up into someone's house and they were just eating bread, you'd yeah, be like, what weird. the hell's wrong with you? <laughs> you gotta put some meat on cheese on that thing. Yes. Uh, we're going to go with Sam, probably a Thin Mint kind of guy. Yeah, I can totally I see can him see as a that. Thin Mint yeah. guy. Hey, buddy, what's your favorite uh, Girl Scout cookies? I could eat I could eat a whole sleeve of Samoas. You don't want to know. Not I buddy am outnumbered. No, I mean, I love Thin Mints. Don't get me wrong. You like Samoas, too? Oh, yeah, Thin Mints or Samoas. I mean, if I had to pick, I guess I'd go Samoas. So but, we all have the same answer pretty much. Okay, but, so. yeah, it's Thin Mints with some vanilla ice cream, though. This way. That, that's this secret of happiness is thin mints and vanilla ice cream. Right? I just wish Ooh, I could afford them. Yes. <laughs> I wish I could afford them. They are. They keep getting more expensive. All right. We're doing one more. All right. I'm down. I like orange. That's orange. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, what would my autobi- What would your autobiography be called? <laughs> A day in the life. Like the Beatles song? Yeah. For sure. 
I have no idea. I'm gonna be like, that, that's probably the title for mine. Is I have no idea what's gonna happen. <laughs> I have no idea. What's gonna happen next? Mine would either be the phrase, "Could you imagine?" Or it would be the phrase, or something like that. Okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah, probably the oh, second one more every so time than the Tyler first. like freestyles on a song. Like we're making, like we'll be jamming, and Tyler, I'm gonna just make up some lyrics, and he'll be like singing, 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 singing. He'll get done, look at everybody, something like that. <laughs> Without or a something doubt. like that. That yeah. might be what I titled this episode. Yeah, or something like that. It's fine with me. So mine, um, I wish I could remember the story behind it or the context, but I have a note saved in my phone and there's a note in that note that says, when you write your autobiography, title it this. If you want it that bad, ask for someone else. And I don't remember the context behind it, but it must have been important enough that I wrote it down. It's like, remember to title your autobiography this. But I like that. That's what mine would be called. What's one of your guilty pleasures? <laughs> uh, I don't mind. Um, I'm going to pick a food. Okay. <laughs> Good. Yeah. Uh, something about a McChicken with cheese from McDonald's is just my go-to guilty pleasure. Okay, so I have a hard time with fried chicken and cheese. I don't. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Me either. That's, I guess, it's a southeastern Tennessee thing, maybe. <laughs> It must know. be. Might be just be a Casey thing, but I like chicken with cheese on it. Good to know. My guilty pleasure? Creed. The band, <laughs> <laughs> the band Creed. Uh, I'll listen to them, and afterwards I'm so ashamed. I'm just like, damn. I don't know. Yeah. We could write a Creed song. <laughs> we, almost, <laughs> we almost did on accident. Uh, oh, which one are you thinking? You can get it. You can get it. Oh, shit. I was thinking, what if? Sam? Oh, I know my guilty pleasure. I take 30 minute long showers and I do it like oh. every fucking day. <laughs> yeah. That, that's for sure my guilty pleasure. <laughs> wow, dude. What? Yeah, making sure my hair and my facial hair looks good. Yeah, that's that's exactly my, second, was... my second guilty pleasure is I like that perfect facial hair. <laughs> Mine is takeout fried rice. So Takeout fried rice specifically. Specifically? Yes. With the peas? Yes. That, oh, yeah. Get stuff. your hand into that wine. Do you have mouth. like a specific restaurant you like to go to? or Whatever is easy. Okay. <laughs> oh, sorry about that. Finish right. us off. Let's see. Confess your most unpopular opinion. Oh, man. Oh, it's about to get warm around here. Let's see. Uh, <laughs> let me think. Just let me think for a minute. Sam, you want to go Sam first? Sam acts like he knows what you're going to say. I'm just, I'm just ready for you to dog on me. No, no. I can see it through your Sam sunglasses. Sam's going to take a No, I know. Uh, you, you start us off, because I need time to think about it. Oh, right? Dude, I, I... God, I don't know. I, do I have unpopular opinions? That's what I was just thinking. Well, apparently fried chicken and cheese is one of them. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably mine, man. Let's yeah, it's something I really gotta think about, like my unpopular opinion. Mine is that Shake Shack is overrated. Mm, I don't know, I like Shake Shack. Oh, I got mine. If we're talking <laughs> about musicians that are overrated, Drake. Easily. Uh, my know. biggest unpopular opinion, I know he'll say something, is I don't think Drake is as high up as he needs to be. I don't either. I just, here's what I have to say about oh. that topic, and I'm not gonna go on the rant. I'm just gonna say. You made a whole 70 song playlist yesterday to prove to somebody that he was better than they thought. You're fucking damn right I did. And he's probably listening to that. Yeah, he's probably listening to that playlist right now because 
people like you like to take Drake's most popular songs, his radio bops, which are trash in my opinion. I'm a huge Drake fan. He's my favorite artist, not rapper, but artist, I will say. Uh, I like Drake because he's able to tap into underlying emotions that you don't even realize that other people share. And he could be singing a song about some stupid girl in Toronto that broke his heart and now he's famous, but you can relate to it somehow. And he can do that across the board. And that is, and that, and that is why, listen, and that is why my boy Drizzy Drake is the most famous rapper right now. And he is getting paid more than any other rapper that does it right now. I can just moment that came into my mind. I just knew. The proof is in the pudding, my friend. And you just obviously aren't paying attention. I had a similar discussion about uh, Ariana Grande the other day. She's, she's such a babe. She's so beautiful. <laughs> she is so beautiful. My my friend was in defense of Ariana Grande saying that her good songs never get played. That's how it goes, though. I mean, you got to think, though. You really have to think. I mean, what makes an artist's songs <clears throat> popular and get on the radio? The population, the people who like it, right? Four chords. Think about, think about the world. Now, let's just think about the world. And understand when I say this that common sense isn't so common, no. if that makes sense. So by saying that, you will understand that most songs that are very, very popular, chances are, are going to be the very basic dumb songs that are easy to grasp and easy to remember. We do. Pool Jam? Yeah, it's garbage. But we love it. <laughs> um, and you'll never not play it. Uh, here, here, it depends. Right crowd, it gets a good crowd yeah. response, and mm -hmm. they get into yeah. it. And we'll I, yeah, if I if us. I see a fist fight, we're playing pool jam. <laughs> Just immediately off the That's how it goes. My most unpopular opinion, okay, yeah, my unpopular opinion is I hate. I don't hate with the fiery, hot, burning passion, but I don't think Chick Fil A is that good. I think that people rant and rave about it because the service is more zealous. Okay, He's a Zaxby's guy. I'm a huge worse. Zaxby's guy. Zaxby's is better than Chick Fil A. Zaxby's has more flavors than Chick-fil-A. They have more options. Chick-fil-A, if I go to Chick-fil-A, I'm getting one of two things every time. And that's the, or gosh, I almost said the Nibbler's meal. Sorry. <laughs> hey, that's what I get at Zaxby's, too. Hey, it's fire, dude. Anyways. Uh, chicken minis or a sandwich? I'm getting chicken minis or a spicy chicken sandwich, and that's it. Yeah, and then on top of that, their sandwiches are bland. It's just chicken and bread and, like. And pickles. Yeah, pick, like, what? That's why you put cheese on it. Exactly. <laughs> that's why you put cheese. cheese. Okay. Favorite type of cheese. You're I mean, just pepper the only jack. way I, I would enjoy a, a chicken sandwich from Chick-fil-A is if I dump Polynesian sauce all over Oh, Polynesian sauce. I like that honey roasted barbecue. They got, their sauce game's pretty good. Oh. All right. It's not as good as the Szechuan sauce, though. Was that a Rick and Morty thing? It was a McDonald's thing, but yeah, what? Rick and Morty also, is okay. also, yes. Okay, that's what I thought. Nice. I was release of Mulan. I was about to yell at you like Rick yells at Morty. <laughs> <laughs> like, she said that, I was about to just like. <laughs> uh, what were you going on to? Do what? Oh, you were saying something before. Andrew oh, um, I think we're going to wrap up there. Yeah, but, yeah. Um, is there anything else y'all want to throw in or plug before... We wrap up? Oh yeah, uh, May 3rd, May 3rd, nightfall, we will be going on at 7, it's going to be pretty packed, so get there before 7 of course. Yeah. Try to... Are they doing nightfall at the new stage that, in the park? That is one thing that I am not 100% sure on, I, I would imagine so. that they would do it at the new park because the space is better, uh, the stage is better, everything along those lines, but I'm not sure, I saw Miller Plaza on one of the websites and 
I'm not sure how inseparable those two spaces are. Yeah. I thought one was Miller Park and one was Miller Plaza. That's what I thought. Opportunity to play the new EPB stage that mm-hmm. was built last year, and it was a lot of fun being up there. The yeah, sound was, was good, and like bands competition, it was great. And we oh, were using yeah. our own sound equipment, and I, I can't imagine how great it's going to sound when they have mm-hmm. better stuff up there. Nice. Um, any social media handles or pages y'all want to plug? I would say follow us at Oweda Music on uh, Instagram or just look up Oweda on Facebook. And that is O-W-E-D-A. O-W-E-D-A. Okay, O-W-E-D-A. one last question. Where did you come up with the name Oweda? Well, uh, it's the street that we live on, Oweda Terrace. Oh, okay. We do all the practices and stuff there, and it's kind of like home base for everybody, so. Okay. Yeah. And we, we kind of looked it up, the meaning behind it, and it means the unlikely ones, which is kind of cool because it fits our narrative, honestly. Yeah. Very unlikely that we're all doing this right now. Because yeah. we're all very different. I didn't even know I wanted to play music <laughs> until yeah. December. We were honestly <laughs> just, uh, we were with uh, Mike... Uh, Doer. Doer, yeah, Mike Doer at Songbirds today talking about upcoming shows and how we can get a gig there and just talking about different things. We we're honestly trying to throw a little festival as well, but that's, that's yeah, that's on the hush-hush. Um, <clears throat> but that's behind-the-scenes stuff, so that's just a little glimpse of what we're trying to do. Um, but we were with him earlier, and we were talking about our first show ever at Clyde's, how we got up there and how, really, I mean, relatively, Clyde's is kind of a s- smaller place to play. You know, it's not... Necessarily a place that you would go purchase a ticket to go see, but it's like a bar or restaurant that yeah. you get in after hours. But after we got off stage at Clyde's, Casey and I looked at each other, and he was just like, "Man, like it didn't feel like we were supposed to be up there. It felt extremely surreal." Mm-hmm. And with each show that we do, it seems the same. Like mm-hmm. we're getting, we're getting more and more blown away by each performance. So That's awesome. it's exciting. So check us out at Oweda Music and then Oweda on Facebook. Awesome. Well, it has been an absolute pleasure talking with y'all tonight. Thank you so much for joining me. Thanks for having us. Yeah, this has been another episode of the Nougat Bell Podcast. Thank y'all so much for listening, and I'll catch y'all on next time.